Hello, and welcome to the Over the Barricade podcast. I am your host, Ryan Downing, joined as always by my uh, my very own podcast tag team partner, the deadliest catch, Lee Brando. How are you, sir? I'm very well, Ryan. What? I don't know why I'm talking like that. I don't either. Like I sound like Aziz Ansari with throat cancer. That's a wonderful image. Uh, so we're going to try something a little different other than your voice today. That's true. We are launching a new side program uh, that's going to be very short every week, uh, kind of like a supplementary episode, but this week we'll go a little long. We'll do a couple of them just to kick it all off. So we're still going to be doing our regular podcast, and then we'll have this side show, which is, uh, I don't know what we're going to name it. I also don't understand entirely how we're going to publish it. You, you can put a short thing on SoundCloud. Well, correct, but I, I'm i the one who does that. You're adding more work to my workload, my friend. It would be one more button, right? <laughs> it takes like so a half simple. hour to upload everything. Not if it's five minutes, you know, right? <laughs> Am I wrong? Kind of. Okay. I don't know much Regardless, about the I think, uploading Regardless, I think the way we're just going to do this week's episode, normal Thursday episode, is we're just going to do this idea. Okay. Um, and then we will determine moving forward how exactly we want to handle the rest of it. This okay. was really not a fascinating week in, in WWE or in wrestling in general anyways. A couple things did happen, but honestly, yeah. we're just going to try this this week. Nothing that can't wait till next week to be talked about in depth. We can cover it next week. Right. We can catch up. We can go from there. Um, anyways... Do you so, want to tell them, or do you want me to? Because we had a good negotiating co- like there, hour. There was contracts involved. There was a lot of back and forth. His people talked to my people. There were rematch clauses invoked. There were. I wanted to do every single televised Undertaker match ever in order. I also disputed that idea because I don't have... 10 more years of free time like that so so we compromised and we'll be doing every undertaker pay-per-view match ever starting with survivor series 1990 and it's going to be like a watch along thing so we'll give you the the minute marker uh where you can start on your own wwe network and we're going to be doing alternative commentary um maybe not calling the match so much as just you know, commenting on everything about it. And what we're seeing, which we had a very short-lived debate about whether we wanted to just do the whole show, meaning all of Survivor Series 1990, because the introduction is just oh insane, God. because you look at all the wrestlers that came by on the... they. So what they decided to do, if you haven't seen it before, is they had... Basically, the team captains. Now, of course, this is when Survivor Series was apparently just Survivor Series tag team matches. Yeah. So they would put the team captains for each matchup up first, and then there'd be little blocks that would go up around them, very Brady Bunch-esque. Or like Um, Mortal Kombat meets the Brady Bunch. Yeah, that's actually a really good description. But with Vince... (laughs) Which is a game I would play. Vince McMahon... Vince McMahon doing a uh, a voiceover over top of it, explaining everything. Like, way over the top, like Vince McMahon used to be. And it's so funny, because it's, it's so clearly, like, straight out of his own head. 
and he, and he's so into it but really the pictures are like like my favorite one was it was mr perfect's team so they showed him and then the blocks fill in around him like one at a time and it's just three guys with the exact same like leather daddy mask on and i believe you said it was mr perfect in the gimps mr perfect in the three little gimps and like who thought this was a good idea but we I know have, who. I have no idea. So the the show opens up with uh, Ultimate Warriors team taking on uh, Bobby Heenan's team, and we just saw the finish to that match. Which Ultimate Warrior is the WWF champion at this. time. No, he is the Intercontinental champion at this time. Are you sure? I think he's the WWF champion. Nineteen ninety. 1990- oh, you're right. He would. I, I swore he was just holding the. No, well, he was. He was holding up the. The WWF title, but it had a white leather strap, so that might be why you're confused. He replaced the strap with white leather, but it was the. Um, I thought it was the IC title. Like I could, I could very well be wrong. Why would they start the freaking pay per view with the world champion? Because Hogan's in the main, brother. I'm pretty sure Hogan was champion again by now. Actually, this pay per view looks like okay. So the main event was. The face survivors form a team versus the remaining heel survivors of each previous match in the sh- in the show. So Ultimate Warriors back in the main um, with some other people. I guess we won't give it away because that's spoilers. But it was twenty seven years ago, so spoilers. Um, regardless, let's start with what we're actually here to do because we could talk about Survivor Series nineteen ninety for an hour, right, and true. not accomplish anything. But this is this is the famed. You know, they always go back to this moment. This is the Undertaker's debut in the WWF. Now we did it's his debut on pay per view. On pay per view, we tried to find the Superstars of Wrestling match three days prior to this. Now it's listed on his um, the Pro Wrestling Database website. It is listed that it was his first match three days before but it was at a television taping so it might have actually been aired after survivor series that's true or that could have been the air date no idea no idea but this this is um this is when survivor series was still on thanksgiving day yes so this is a thursday this is november 22nd 1990 at the hartford civic center in hartford connecticut oh. right next to the wwe headquarters and there's a shot on right now of the boards from the wrestling or the ice rink that used to be there, the hockey rink, yeah. because the Hartford Whalers were playing there at this time. Poor Hartford. All right, let's get started. We are, if you want to follow along at home, pause us in just a second. We are on WrestleMania, uh, Survivor Series 1990. <laughs> oh, WrestleMania. We're getting to that. Survivor Series 1990. There was uh, a WrestleMania at the Hartford Civic Center. That was. I got to I got to play 13. this here shortly otherwise it's going to go away. Okay. Um we are at 25 minutes and 22 seconds on your dial. So if you want to pause us, pause, go find it on the network if you want to listen along and or watch along as we describe it. If you just want to listen by all means keep listening. Yeah. Ready? All right. All right. Three. 25 22 hit play in 3 2 1 now. Done. All right, so we don't have the volume up too loud because we ain't trying to get sued. That's um, true. So we are at the entrance of the first team. I assume it's the face team. Could you remind me who the face team is? Um, The face team? Oh, it's Dusty Rhodes. Okay. 
Team uh, Captain Dusty Rhodes. Actually, this is match three. Oh, there was a dark match. I, okay, I say. Um, so I'm trying. Yeah, we have Dusty Rhodes, Coco, Coco Beware. Beware, and the Hart Foundation, which is Bret Hart and Jim Neidhart. So this is the. And this is the dream team. Oh, yeah, here they come. Here come the champions, the Hart Foundation. Yep. Oh, remember when Jim Neidhart wore that pink hat? Oh, no. <laughs> Look at the hair. Look and at the people. I just want to. I just want to point out the announced attendance for the show is sixteen thousand. <laughs> there's, there's not even ten thousand people. There, there might be sixteen thousand. No, those a, arenas were built pretty well. The same. You remember, there's not a big stage here, so you're not blocking off a quarter of the arena. But you know how WWE loves to inflate their numbers. They love to I, inflate their numbers. Bad, ten thousand like, people is a good number. Yeah. But the arena was like half empty in the in the wide shot. Well. But anyway, we have oh my god, Bret Hart. Look at the coolest shoulder, guy. Ugh. coolest guy. Hey, it's Howard Finkel. It is. Watch <laughs> out for that choke slam. Watch out for that choke slam. And here comes the heel team. The heel Jimmy, team is Jimmy the Hart. million dollar team. Jimmy Hart, the mouth of the South, coming out with the honky tonk man, and who I believe is Greg the Hammer Valentine with black hair. Is that who that is? That is. And it's Rhythm and Blues. Rhythm that's and right. Blues, yep. That's right. With the with the honky tonk. He man. actually looks good for that gimmick. This was a good looking gimmick. I mean Good he, is a strong word. Now hold right. on now. Right might be the word you're looking for. He looks right for that gimmick. Well but good for that gimmick. Good meaning like it works. Yeah. There's no way that's sixteen thousand people. Maybe. I don't know. Oh, Virgil. Oh, Virgil. Oh, oh, Virgil. By the way, one of the best-looking championships WWE has ever had, and it wasn't even official, the million-dollar championship belt. That's true. It's a, it's a beautiful title. It's so good. Didn't uh, Ted DiBiase Jr. have it for a while? He did. He had it for a while. He, he defended it a couple of times. Um, I don't remember. He should have. Actually, he shouldn't have. Technically, Stone Cold was the last million-dollar champion before well, um, he was Steve Austin, a.k.a. the $6 million man. So, uh, Or, as he became known, the ringmaster. <laughs> I don't know. It was such a good gimmick. I don't know why they didn't Look run with it. Look how tiny that microphone is. Or maybe Ted DiBiase just has giant hands. Maybe Ted DiBiase in general is a giant man at this point. Ted DiBiase always reminded me of like a southern preacher. All right. So he's so actually introducing. Here's the intro. Here's well, the he's intro. introducing Brother Love. Who is preceded by The Undertaker. And look at that dude's face! <laughs> the guy in the front row, like, right by the ramp. Just went ramp. from cheering to... Like, what? Just peed himself. Oh, look, he is just The Undertaker. That's true, because uh, I think at this time they had changed it. While he was doing the live events, like Superstars Wrestling, he was Kane The Undertaker. I wonder if he was announced in-house as Kane The Undertaker. May have been. But it was actually we... Kane C-A-I-N. Yes. Another fun fact. Yes, it was it differently spelled like Cain, like Cain and Abel. Yeah. Not like future mayor of Knox County, <laughs> Corporate Cain. Corporate Cain. Does, he come, corporate does Kane. he come back? Does he come back as not as Corporate Cain, but as like, as like Mayor Cain? Mayor Cain. Like politician Cain? Sugar Cain. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, hey, look, it's The Undertaker with purple eyeshadow. Yeah. And, and this is back beard. when he was super ginger. He was super. Look at this guy. <laughs> like, this, that was that a really was good shot. That was a young Enzo Amore. <laughs> I don't think he's young. I think he's too old to be Enzo Amore. <laughs> Shh. 
let me have it. That mustache was 1990. I mean, look at the look at the legendary names in this match. I mean, yeah, it is kind of thrown together for the Survivor Series, but you know, at this time, the Undertaker was a nobody. Coco Beware in the full pink. Everybody, wait a minute. Not not Dusty. Everybody in this match, with the exception of uh, Honky Tonk Man, is or will be in the next two or three years in the Hall of Fame. That's true. Is oh, Nightheart? No, Nightheart's not in the Hall of Fame yet. That's Coco's right. Not. Coco is. Coco went in Coco's 2007. In? Oh, okay. He he uh, went in. I believe he had a bird with him at the time. And we're underway. Well, and par- we're immediately slamming Bret time. Hart. Bret Hart uh, trying to – looks like he's trying to give some instruction to The Undertaker. But uh, look at look at these standard definition cameras. Got to love it. I like the feel the standard of ratio. Yeah. Because right now it's we're all about that four by three. That's true. I like the way it looks better. It feels more And sporty. the first power slam of the match. That's true. Right into the corner, which is not a soft part of the ring. Coco Beware is going to uh, <laughs> oh, <wow. laughs> get hung up on the top rope. That was a high spot in 1990. That was. Brother Love screaming his head off. Of course, that's uh, Bruce Pritchard, who now works for uh, Impact anthem wrestling look at that oh first televised tombstone that was vicious looking it it was and he's doing a side pin his positioning is uh he was literally way off not looking at the hard cam not sticking his tongue out does it's it's cool it's rough around the edges you know now i feel like a lot of people that are wrestling fans probably have seen this match but i feel like we're gonna get into some pay-per-view matches of the undertaker that no one remembers and that's what i'm really excited for so Bret Hart off the ropes, couple couple strikes to the face. Undertaker no selling for the most part, standing tall, and then deciding to tag out to Greg to the, Valentine to, to the rhythm and blues's own Greg Valentine. Look at that collar though. Oh, it's so nice. Look at the managers on the outside right now. It's Virgil and Brother Love. <laughs> There's just, so much color out there. There and that's just in Bruce Pritchard's I face. I love I love how um Greg Valentine is tan on his torso but pale on his legs. <laughs> <laughs> he got the important stuff. Yeah. It's an upper body business, brother. <laughs> <laughs> while he's in the while he's going back and forth with uh, Dusty Rhodes, chopping each other, bionic elbow to the forehead. Notice no polka dots. Yeah, I think polka dots had come and gone but this that was like uh 2 years prior. I believe so, yes. Oh, Neidhart getting it in. It's interesting that they had Undertaker open, kind of, you know, get his shine, so to speak, on on all the members. Eliminate Coco Beware and then tags out. And now the now the baby faces are getting their but shine. Just just so we're clear, look Ooh, at the that was look a at, nice knee to the face. It was. Think about oh, and he's him. selling the knee. Beautiful. He's he just did an offensive maneuver and is selling his knee. Which took the brunt of it. And now By he's the tagging way, out. look at the story they're telling with the Undertaker, just emotionless on the ring or that on the apron. Cool. He is just off by himself. Yeah, you can you can barely see him breathing. As soon as he stepped out, Ted DiBiase, who was on that side of the apron, immediately stepped around the ring post to be on the same side as Honky Tonk Man, who is now currently in the ring with Bret Hart. Is there a story here? Is it like? Ted DiBiase had so much money that he went to hell to buy, to buy a partner, kitchen sink. 
you don't see that a ton anymore because it's all like hip tosses. Well, nobody does like uh, like the honky tonk man just does his little taunt. Nobody does stuff like that. It's just run into the next spot, you know. Yeah, it seems more methodical this way, yeah. which is normally a way to say slow, but that's not accurate. And the honky tonk man did he just is out. win with a power slam? He did. He eliminated honky tonk man, one of the greatest intercontinental champions of Longest all time, Longest with reigning. a running power slam, and it wasn't like it was well, a Neidhart power. Well, slam. Brett did drop down, so Honky Tonk Man had to run over Brett. So. That's a good point. So, <laughs> uh, the uh, Million Dollar Man in the match, yeah. one of the best uh, best bits of hair you'll ever find in professional wrestling in the eighties and nineties. Definitely. And this and, is and that's saying something in the wrestling business. <laughs> Absolutely. And uh, the American Dream is in. Oh, I love the light streaks, like the the camera. Oh, it's so up. classic. Big elbows, big elbows. I'm I have lost count. Uh, let's go with forty-seven, approximately forty-seven. Forty-seven, forty-seven <laughs> elbows in the Kona. And then a and then a drop kick. I, why does every time I see Dusty Rhodes, I feel like I have to do an accent? Because he has one of the great, one of he the, has one of the great voices. That's true. I don't. I nobody does it justice except Cody. That's Cody true. seems to be the only one who can do a good <laughs> Dusty Rhodes accent. That's uh, either Earl or Dave Hebner. That is hard, Earl. Hard to tell them apart. That's Earl Hebner, my yeah, friend. Yeah, it's Earl Hebner. It's Earl Ebner. Earl Ebner, the referee. That is the legendary Earl Hebner, who. Uh, Bret Hart lock tackle. Bret Hart exactly. Is it gonna be a drop down? Yep. Bret Hart seven years later is gonna have his own little run in with Earl Hebner. <laughs> in a big way. And wait a second. Neidhart is out. Neidhart out off of a distraction from Virgil. There wasn't even offense. <laughs> just literally a just put him on the just ground. Put him on the ground and pinned him. <laughs> Bret Hart now in. So, Look at how uh, awesome Bret Hart carries himself. So, to, as of right now, it's Bret Hart and Dusty Rhodes uh, left for their just, team. Just, just, just listen to these names. Right now, it's basically a tag match. It is a tag match. Bret Hart and Dusty Rhodes against Ted DiBiase, the Greg, Undertaker, Greg Valentine, and the Undertaker. You got to say like Vince, you're gonna be, you're gonna come out there, and you're gonna be. The Undertaker. That's how he did it. Whoa! Look at that. <laughs> you, it's not a good Vincent. Pro- Whoa! That was a good. That was a stiff, stiff looking, stiffski, stiff looking shot. Guy's a little stiffski. Undertaker. Got the gas station pills with a weird kick to the top of the head. I thought he was going the for like a predecessor boot? of the curb stomp, maybe. <laughs> I don't know what that was. Maybe that's where Seth Under, got it from. Undertaker's ring, like like his ring awareness, is not strong because he is literally just beating people. There you go. Now we're that was the weird kick. I I almost wonder if it was done on purpose. Like, don't be as oh look at that face. Yeah, don't be as don't have as fin- enough uh, as much finesse as the other. Like, you don't want to go out there and look like Bret Hart, but act like a zombie. Yeah. But, but do notice that Undertaker is always by himself. That's true. Whenever he goes out, he is always by himself. Yep, just stay away from him. Dusty Rhodes back in. Big shot to the chest of Teb DiBiase. Big elbow to the head. Keeps going back to that elbow. That's the reason it's padded. <laughs> I'm not seeing great, like, 
good ideas here from from the wrestlers involved. I feel like only the finishes were probably talked about. Everything in between was just kind of like do your own thing. Dusty off the ropes. Oh, that almost was almost a kitchen sink. I I think that was as best as Dusty was going to get in that. Undertaker moment. going up to the top rope. Now this is a man who's being billed as seven foot tall on the top rope. Walks over a little bit, comes off with a, a double axe handle. Almost, almost looked like maybe that's the idea. Ooh, Dusty Rhodes eliminated by the Undertaker. That's two eliminations for the Undertaker and one for Ted DiBiase. And he gets a Royal game. Rumble exit while he's at it. That's true. I wonder if that was like the uh, the beginning idea of old school. He was originally just going to walk a little bit and then do an axe handle. Then he maybe. Was... We'll see. Um, and now Bruce Pritchard. Brother Love. Uh, yeah, that's correct. He is Brother Love. Oh, Bret Hart and The Undertaker, who would come to have some pretty legendary matches in about six years. Eventually, we'll get there, yeah. apparently. Oh, we oh, will. Oh, there goes Brother oh, Love. there goes Brother Getting Love. Getting dragged off by Dusty Rhodes. It's almost and like- here comes The Undertaker. <laughs> the Undertaker is really good with his managers, I must say. Mm-hmm. Like, most people would just leave their manager to, to, to deal with it. Well, according to Now, legend, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I have not actually seen this match in full. To I, I really actually haven't. Yeah. Does Undertaker leave? Yep. Doesn't get eliminated. Just he leaves. just walks out well, after I guess he gets counted after out. After he chokes out. After he chokes out Dusty Rhodes. Yep. He, well, they kind of brawl to the back, as you can see. Yes. Um, look at that. You just—it's just a curtain. <laughs> I don't think Undertaker was actually the legal man. I, technically, he has not been eliminated. Yeah. Technically, he's. He, what's his runtime for longest match in Survivor Series history? Twenty-seven years. <laughs> I don't know. Curtis Axel's been—he's been in the Royal. He's Rumble been for in the Royal Rumble for like four or five. Technically, actually, if you think back to it, the um, two thousand what was that? Two thousand uh, ten, two thousand nine. Uh, no, what was the one Cena won? Two thousand eight. The two thousand eight Royal Rumble. You'll have to be more specific. The two thousand eight Royal Rumble. That Cena won. Um, he uh, Hornswoggle was in that match, and he never got eliminated. That's true. Hornswoggle over the top oh. rope with Bret Hart. That was nice. So since the Undertaker's not coming back, can we go to the next thing? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, does he have? A or match do you want to just pay-per-view? keep this match on for another couple of minutes while I determine? Technically, so he's got two more pay per view appearances that I was looking at. Let's not do the Royal Rumble, cause is he just in the Royal Rumble? He's just Rumble? in it, like it's nothing like major. He, well, I think Hulk the, Hogan eliminates him. Hulk Hogan eliminates him. That's his next pay per view. Is there is there anything of note? Is WrestleMania, there like a Saturday night's main event, or something in, in between? Um, no, not particularly. I think we should just go to WrestleMania, uh, WrestleMania Seven. All right, it wouldn't be an every match ever for the Undertaker if we didn't. Go to WrestleMania. We'll be doing a lot of those, approximately 24, 25 of those. I don't actually, like, let's see here. Jimmy Superfly Snooker. He is uh, a pretty short that, match. That, of course, is um, his... Uh, oh, but the... the, the um, poster art for this Royal Rumble of 91 looks so cool. It's like hand-drawn. And <laughs> there's Tugboat <laughs> featured prominently. That's great. 
I'm just looking at your phone as you as you brought that up. So we're uh, we're jumping to WrestleMania seven. Of course, this. Well, let was... me finish my thing real quick. All I want to say is, legend has it, Brother Love would have stayed the Undertaker's manager, but Vince McMahon offered Bruce Prichard a, an office job in the back, and he had to choose one: stay on camera or move behind the camera. He chose move behind the camera, and that's when they found Paul Bear. So good move, Bruce. So <laughs> for us all. For whatever reason, it's not letting me control anything. Okay. So we are at Superfly Snooka's entrance at about an hour 10. Well, can we uh, get the time up or anything? I'm trying. It's literally not loading. All right. Well, you, you can pause us at any time and go to WrestleMania 7. This is uh, 1991. And this was supposed to be, if I'm remembering correctly, this was supposed to sell out the L.A. Coliseum. Okay, so I'm going to just start over because I know where okay. this is now. Well, let me let me do a little backstory while you're finding that. Well, okay. I, I've got it ready. Oh, so. Okay, well, you got it ready. But um, this was supposed to sell out the L.A. Coliseum. It was supposed to break attendance records. It was supposed to be bigger than WrestleMania three, But there was very bad ticket sales, which the WWE got out of it by saying there were bomb threats or threats of violence due to the controversiality is that a word something like that okay. could you look at this just this the arm on hulk hogan in this drawn picture yes. for the wrestlemania it's, 7 banner it's a very american wrestlemania and the controversiality of the main event which featured sergeant slaughter um becoming an iraqi sympathizer during the Gulf war going against hulk hogan led them to not be able to do the event in the Coliseum, and they had to move to the much smaller Los Angeles Memorial Sports Arena in L.A. This is March 24th, 1991. And I would tell you this isn't sold out either. There's empty seats all over the place. Announced attendance, 16,158. Um, which would have looked weird in the Coliseum, <laughs> which holds over 100,000. Exactly, which is probably why they moved it. Um so can you imagine the stage though that would have been cool i don't think they would have done a stage they would have done something they didn't do one for three in Pine yeah but this is seven like we're now a few years late remember we're only two years from nine <laughs> we're only true. like they, two they or three we're only like four or five nine. matches away from the giant freaking gonzalez it's actually um the attendance that they announced which was 16158 even even though that's bumped up by a few thousand, still the smallest announced attendance for WrestleMania ever. So are we ready to start this thing? Yeah, what uh, minute marker should we give okay, our listeners? Okay, so if you would like to go to the network, look up WrestleMania 7. You can also search for Jimmy Superfly Snooka and The Undertaker. So Jimmy Superfly Snooka, comma, Undertaker. Uh, that's how I found it. If you go to WrestleMania 7, we are at 1 hour, 10 minutes, and 24 seconds. So go ahead and pause us now. <laughs> this is Paul's music. <laughs> well, all right. I can't uh, hum anything copyrighted, okay? Are we ready? I, are we ready? Are Did we you give ready? away the time already? I wasn't paying attention. Yes, you were <laughs> You were thinking up your pause music. We, I, was, I was fixated again, on we, the tagline, superstars and stripes forever. Oh, my. <laughs> uh, one hour, 10 minutes, and 24 seconds. Ready to go. Press play in three, two, one, now. Done. Cool. A little bit of lag on ours, so if we're slightly behind, don't worry about it. <laughs> 
it did catch up right away. Okay, that's good. We've got some. Oh my uh, gosh, look at that picture. We've got some very '90s fans. And some very 90s Jimmy oh Snuka. Look at that robe. Look how small this arena is. Look how close they are. This is like a tennis arena or something. They actually might. You know what I always thought? I always thought Arthur Ashe Stadium would be a cool place for a wrestling event. You know what? You know that place? It's where they do the U.S. Open tennis. I'm a, I kind of like tennis. Side note. Um, anyway, let's look at uh, where we are in the card. We've had uh, we've had the Rockers beat the Bob. The Barbarian right, hang on, hang on. Paul Bearer oh. is making his WrestleMania entrance. Debut. WrestleMania debut. R- well, The Undertaker's WrestleMania debut as well. That's true. Look at that Look tie. at the people behind the them. Yeah. Scared children. Except for the old woman who is just, she's a stunt she's granny. A st- that's the stunt granny. <laughs> she is the stunt granny. Look at that oh, child. Oh. Pre-tape, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Look at oh, Paul Bearer just on point. Oh, look at that turtleneck, though. Oh, my God. What a scary individual with a button on his tie. I mean, honestly, if somebody came walking at me slowly like that, I'd probably run. The idea was he was supposed to, like, be wearing what he was buried in, right? Well, he's an undertaker. He's burying people. He's the dead man, but, like... So, wait, he died, and then he's he comes back to life. He's undead, and he chooses a profession of burying people. That's kind of good. I mean, that's what I mean. Except for the dying part, that's what Triple H has been doing for years. <laughs> Not lately. He's put right, over so a lot let of me, guys. So let me let me fill everyone in. We had the Rockers beat the Barbarian Haku, Texas Tornado, which was uh, Carrie Von Erich or Kevin Correct. Von Erich. It was Carrie Von Erich, who was minus a foot at this point. That's true. Beat Dino Bravo. The British Bulldog beat the Warlord. Nobody has names. <laughs> that <laughs> the, is their names. The Nasty Boys beat the Heart Foundation. Jake Roberts defeated Rick Martel, and now we are here with the Undertaker's WrestleMania debut against Jimmy Superfly Snooker, who looks pretty jacked at this uh, at this juncture in his career. I guess he was always pretty jacked. Yeah, um, this is not a long match. We know no. that for sure. And and I, th- I oh, I'll venture to say that our listeners at, know who wins and know who loses. Paul Bearer's face is going in directions oh. that should not. Going in, tax Jimmy Snook, Jimmy Snooker from Jimmy behind, Snooker. Jimmy Fluka from behind, and now he's turned him around. He's got him tied up in the turnbuckle. A punch straight to the throat could be a straight hand to the throat. Look at that! You can see empty seats in the front row. Ooh, that's that's weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, Not I good. Mean, this Not- wasn't this. WWE was doing pretty well at the time, but it was, certainly wasn't a boom for them. They had cooled off from the 80s. Was uh, was the big steroid trial going on right now? No, steroid trial was in 94. Okay. This so is 19. So this is 1991. Right. And we see Undertaker going on the ropes, throwing Snooka in. Look big at that. Big clothesline. That was, that was nice. He had that. Look at the cell one. job by Snooka. The shaky leg. The shaky <laughs> leg cell. The shaky leg. Looks like uh, they put him on pretty late in the card, which is interesting for his first WrestleMania. Do you, how much faith do you think uh, Vince McMahon had in in Undertaker at this time? Well, he did put him in a pretty big spot, getting him tied up with um, with 
DiBiase right at the start. That's a good way to start somebody out. That's and true. you put him against Snuka, who's not a he. Snuka's a name. Yeah, he's a big, big name. He's not. You know, you're not. He's below past his prime at this point. But he, you're not talking about a guy who. Right. Uh, it would be like putting some guy against. I wouldn't even say Big Show. I would like today. Like it would be kind of like what they did with uh, Fandango and Chris Jericho, except career end a little differently this looks like a vertical suplex attempt into the ring and gets him over wow ran backwards with him look at the strength of the undertaker massive man he's going to come off the ropes here is he giving him uh, a big punch a big elbow and uh misses snooker rolls out of the way but no pain felt by the undertaker felt by paul bear it looks like who's grasping the urn for dear life what if i told you that the undertaker's next pay-per-view match is in for a long time no what if i told you it was king of the ring but they have king of the ring 91 on here on they don't have king of the ring 91 nope it's not under pay-per-views nine in 91 nope why because the first one was technically a 93 is it in like the vault or something i have no idea we're missing this match like, we're talking about finding the next one. Well, this match is a little telegraphed. Everyone knows what's going to happen. It's the first WrestleMania. It's not like they, it's not like they were like, well, the streak started at a second WrestleMania. <laughs> that's, that's true. I like that they're still doing the eye makeup at this time with The Undertaker. Also, um, maybe King of the Ring wasn't a pay-per-view yet. Oh, springboard, but he gets caught. Yeah, I don't think maybe, maybe that specific one wasn't at the time. Get, got him up. Got him up. Would y'all look at that one. Soon. Look at how he's staring into the hard cam. Maybe Ooh, he almost dropped him. Now he's got him. Snooker's oh. low for that, though. He was low. He Sha- tucked his shaky tuck- leg cell. Tucked his chin. No sweat. Game. It's over. It looked like Snooker tried to, like, Snooker. 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 It looks like Snooker tried to kick out at, like, three and a half, like, just after the three. But they, they, uh, they did a tight shot on The Undertaker. The Undertaker leaving the ring approximately four minutes and five seconds that match was. And um, Undertaker leaving 1-0. 1-0. No signs in the crowd that say 1-0. That's weird. Weird? Who would have thought of that? We're already looking at the next match. They That's have true. already started. It looks like a crazy match. Macho Man versus um, Ultimate oh. Warrior. Oh, oh, Look- I found it. So go ahead his... and uh, go ahead and pause us, and we will come back. All right, okay. we are um, we're jumping to Survivor Series '91, so it's the third pay per view match for the Undertaker, and he's already in the World Heavyweight Championship match going against Hulk Hogan. WWE Championship. WWF Championship. WWF World Heavyweight Championship at the time. Okay, so we are getting the explanation. Now, the build-up to this match was Hulk Hogan was invited. What was uh, Paul Bear and Undertaker's, um, the, the, their talk show? What was it Funeral called? Parlor. That's Funeral what it was. Parlor. They was actually a different language, spoken fluently. They had Hulk Hogan come onto the Funeral Parlor and then proceeded to choke the life out of him, did The Undertaker. If I remember correctly, Undertaker wasn't there 
and he was hiding in a casket, or is that something else? I think that's right. Okay. He was hiding in a casket behind Hogan while Hogan um, talked. And I remember a promo. There's like a promo where Hogan's like, and I had a dream where you were burying all the little Hulkamaniacs under the dirt and the worms and the maggots and all this crazy stuff. It was a very dark Hogan promo. Talking about burying children alive. Um, Yeah, something like that. So, anyways, we pick up in the video package for this. By the way, this is halfway through the show. It's true. It's not the main event. It's not even remotely close to the main event. We are at one hour, 11 minutes, and 14 seconds at Survivor Series 1991. So, if you would like to follow along, feel free to pause us. Hold on. Feel free to pause us now. One hour, 11 minutes, and 14 seconds. We'll give you a moment. I mean, we're not going to, like, they should have paused it. They should. It's on you. So, uh, we're assuming you stopped pausing it. Doom and Big Boss Man versus Earthquake Tycoon and Erwin R. Scheister in a Survivor Series. I feel like you just need an evil dentist to make that complete. Maybe. We'll we'll get there. All right, ready? I'm ready. Okay. Three, two, one, play. We have that little bit of lag. It's very weird, but maybe, maybe it's universal. We are at the Joe Lewis Arena, which just recently closed here in 2017. Correct. So I like how you put the here in. 20- oh my gosh! It's the kid from Malcolm in the Middle. <laughs> it's like it's what was the Dewey? The youngest brother? I don't know. We're getting some. Uh, Our buffering is going here. crazy right now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we are now we at one off. eleven thirty-five. So, uh, yep. There you go. So, f- register accordingly. Here comes uh, Paul Bear, who is. Oh my gosh, he really was scary, wasn't he? To three-year-olds, yes. Well, I mean, that's who's in the audience. Yeah. Um, this is Thanksgiving Eve, November 27, 1991, Detroit, Michigan. And this is Undertaker in his first championship match. And it's actually the first singles match of any kind in summer or Survivor Series history. Which is why it's on in the middle of the show, because nobody buys Survivor Series. Oh my gosh, that kid just totally ruined the gimmick. Can't be happy. Um, well, oh yeah, that's right, the, Hulk- the Hulkamania casket. That's true. It's right. They he brought out he brought out the casket and they just stuck as many Hulkamania logos as they could find. Well, we can't just have a casket. It's got to be branded. It's it is the uh, World Wrestling Entertainment way. Yep, always has been. That's true. Is WWFE at the time? That's actually true. So we have uh, the music though. I loved his original theme. It was perfect. It's pretty pretty similar today. I mean, it is. Oh. Pretty similar until he retired. Bump, and bump, and bump, the crowd bump, goes wild. Bump, who, who, who could be coming out? The crowd, everyone's staring at the entranceway. Is it the American hero? Hulk Hogan, a Hulkster. He looks kind of slim. Yeah, he was uh, he was slimming down a little bit. He's not as slim as he would get in uh, like WCW. Like yeah, 95. like early WCW. Yeah. You know what that belt looks like on that action figure? Kind of looks like the ECW title right at the end. Oh, look at this Undertaker. Wet hair. Just. I thought he was going to rip the kid's sign. <laughs> he did steal it, though. He's not returning it. That's true. Maybe a stage hand will, will run it back to him. Hopefully. Now. Oh, yeah, brother. Now, if a first-year um, rookie. Oh, this is when he did a, a lot of the Hulkster stuff instead of Hulkamania. Yeah, no, they it, were trying to like update his brand. 
if you if a first year rookie with not a lot of experience is challenging the face of the company for the championship halfway through the card on survivor series do you think that the the rookie is going over this is basically kind of kevin owens versus john cena without the like two years of nxt beforehand this is like almost like when sheamus beat cena for his first uh world championship Look at Undertaker, though, no-selling Hogan completely. Hasn't moved a muscle. Hogan, radioactively orange in this match. Uh, so you just mean, like, regular 1980s, 1990s Hulk Hogan? That's true. Und- oh, he has no throws hair. the bandana at Still Undertaker's no sold face. No-sold it. Completely no-sold it. I Gotta like how love his, it. his purple eyeliner has now, or his purple eyeshadow has now spread up, and it is now eyeliner. And we have now spotted the first visible tattoo on the right forearm of The Undertaker. It would not be the last. It would not be. Hulk Hogan looks kind of old at this point. That's true. This is 1991. <laughs> he looks, he has no hair on the top of his head. He hadn't even hit his second prime yet. Like, this looks like Flair at 60 right now, except for he's bigger and a little less. Um, he's, not as, he's not as cut up as he would come to get. Hogan back into the corner. Hogan, Hogan not, not really sure what he should do with this giant rookie here. Although, to be fair, Hogan's not much shorter than The Undertaker here. They're pretty similar in their height. That's true, but... but... I, I, Undertaker has Undertaker, probably an inch, maybe two on him. Still uncommon for Hogan. He doesn't face men this big that often. Remember, this is uh, this is 91, so he's coming off of uh, some programs with Warrior and Slaughter and uh, Ric Flair even at this time. Ric Not Flair. Ric Flair yet. Ric Flair's coming next year. Was that 92? 92. I thought Ric Flair was involved in the buildup. Oh, no, you're totally right. Ric Flair, he is in WWF at this point. I, I'm i sorry, it's WWE to me. It always has been. Like, yeah. I came late to the game, so don't get mad at me for calling it WWE. It's kind of what it you is. You know what's weird? I remember the first Raw where they had the new logo. and um, The new, like, WWE logo? or Like the, the new... scratchy WWF oh, the minus one. the F. Oh, the get the F out? They hadn't started that yet, but I just remember the show starting, and my my brother and I were watching it, and we go, "Where's the F?" And then later, we, later that episode, I think they revealed that it's now World Wrestling Entertainment. So we have uh, not the typical start to a Hogan Championship match. Hogan being choked now, Undertaker staring deadly into his eyes. Undertaker, look just, at that! There eyes, you go. Uh, eyes rolling back in the head of the Undertaker. That's such a good character. Oh yeah. Wow, what an what an iconic image right there. They use it for all of his video promos, and he knows where the camera is too. He does. Even with his eyes rolled back, he knows where that hard cam is. Gets him back in the corner. None of these matches are particularly quick. <laughs> no, this it's oh my. Oh, ripping the nose up, making it hard and there for go the to eyes. breathe. Eyes back in the head again. Paul Bearer at ringside holding the urn. Some ridiculous eyebrows and pompadour. <laughs> Hogan on the mat. Oh, can we point out that this is like the golden age of, of commentary right now? Because it's... Not it, when it, we're doing it's it. Gorilla, <laughs> just, it's Gorilla Monsoon and Bobby Heenan. Oh, hold on. 
It's definitely uh, Gorilla. Yeah, it's Gorilla and Bobby Heenan. Yeah. I turned it up slightly just so I could hear it. Gorilla Gorilla and Heenan confirmed. That's true. Oh, he's such a good manager. Look at those eyebrows. Wow. Jet black hair. (laughs) And a shot to the throat right in the middle of of the ring. Just a lot of punches and grabs and and, and now a power slam, scoop slam from... uh, Hulk Hogan has had zero offense. Really zero, and the crowd doesn't really know how to react. Big elbow, and he misses it again. I always forgot just how much height he gets on those elbows early in his career. First bit of offense by Hogan. Hogan firing up a little bit. Tosses him up. Is he going to go for a big boot? No, a clothesline, but Undertaker doesn't go down. He just mad-eyes him. This was a lot for Hogan to give to a young guy. They must have had a lot of faith in him. Vince must have convinced Hogan to, to do this. This is crazy. Well, rake to the eyes. Since we're not, not, ex- not a baby face move. No. Uh, you know, Hogan did that crap all the time, though. Yeah. Hogan did, like, rakes to the eyes, and, like, he did heelish moves constantly. Got away with it. But nobody cared because it was Hulk Hogan. Undertaker being dragged over to the corner by the Hulkster. Didn't really no-sell the turnbuckle shot. He, he's starting to wear and tear a little bit. Oh, though now he's kind of no-selling it. He's, he's staggering a little bit. More than more than usual for The Undertaker at this point. Hogan, Hogan going the for ropes, the run. And, and the over the line. top, but he lands on his feet and stares down the Hulkster. Brother. Up, up. Hogan getting pulled out of the ring and a shot to the throat. Undertaker with the shots to the throat early on, which is, if I remember correctly, not super common in this Look era. Look at these mullets in the crowd. <laughs> Look at the mullet in the ring. Look at this camera that this guy's holding. It's the size of a... It's about the size of a it's small the size computer. Of a, I was about to say, it's really the size of like a Prius. That's true. Oh, <laughs> cable around the throat while Paul Bear distracts Earl Hebner, the official. Earl Hebner, just all about the early days of The Undertaker. That's true. He's all over. Now he's got, found him. Wait a minute. So he is now hiding the... That's good. That's a good like heel psychology. He was hiding the 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 cable. Pretty smart for dead man. I mean, just because he's dead doesn't mean he doesn't have a brain. <laughs> he's not brain dead. That's true. They never claimed that. That would be a worse character, the brain dead man. Just sits in the corner and drools. <laughs> Wasn't that Festus? Was at some point, I guess. <laughs> it was Festus till the ring bell rang. What a stupid character. Sorry, the, sorry, Gallows. The first uh, looks like that was the first five knuckle shuffle without all the pageantry, <laughs> and now a choke. Hogan next to the ropes, Isn't, but not grabbing them. He's got a five count. Looks like he's gone eight seconds so far, though. <laughs> Earl Hebner has counted so many five counts. Ref being very liberal this match. Backing Undertaker up now. And Paul Bear is going to come in with a choke. And oh, everyone knows chokes are more effective when you flail your body. <laughs> it's true. Everybody who does chokes except Undertaker does it with their, like, flailing. <laughs> like, they're never still. Just put all of your weight down. It will be fine. Hogan on the second rope on the far side of hard camp. Hogan and we're going to get a backwards choke into the, into the rope. Hogan having trouble breathing. Which is weird because his throat is clearly in his armpit. Undertaker taking the time to hold his hand straight up in the air for four seconds before choking him. Make it more effective. (laughs) Just so everyone in the back can see it. So everyone in the nosebleeds knows I'm choking Hogan now. 
But this is, this is great, though. Look at the guy in the front row. Look at dressed. the shorts on that man. His shorts are smaller than Hogan's tights. Not the right shade of yellow, either. No. He's but got I've... most of it right. He doesn't have red knee pads on, though. Uh, why is he wearing gloves? <laughs> Hogan doesn't wear gloves. But the Undertaker wears gloves. He's, uh, he's, he's set for a turn. He's a bandwagoner. Yeah, he's, he's he's whoever wins. He's gonna roll his eyes up in his head if he's Undertaker gonna flip his Hulk Hogan tank inside out and it's gonna be black on the inside. He's gonna he's gonna rip it off and Mike Tyson's gonna be there. <laughs> this guy in the front row though, he is like trying to hype the crowd and nobody. It's like you guys don't understand. Hulk's in trouble. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is that kid have an inflatable nightstick? Maybe for the big boss man. Is that a thing? That's. Can we get one? Uh, on eBay, I'm sure. I almost bought a uh, XFL someone... leather jacket. Oh my! It was hey, it was, what it was if, nice. Do they? Do, can you still find XFL like? You can do they get like jerseys. Team, uh, I don't know if you can get jerseys, but you can get, like the T-shirt for like the teams, Las Vegas Hitmen. And I stuff would like totally that. get a jersey if they sold them. <laughs> yeah. Well, did, did did any of those guys go on to become big NFL stars? A couple of them did yeah. end up in the NFL and had pretty good careers. One of the, um, I can't remember if he was Vegas or Los Angeles, but it was um, Troy Maddox. He ended up – I might have been saying his name wrong. He ended up being a, a quarterback in Pittsburgh and was like their starter before they got Ben Roethlisberger. Huh. Neat. They had a couple of interesting a couple of interesting cases that came out of that. The uh, XFL 30 for 30. Maybe uh, we should was, do alt commentary on the every XFL game after this. Those are a lot harder to find. <laughs> you know what WWE should do? Put the XFL games yes. on the – Wait, it's Corporate Kane. Is it? He was a time traveler. <laughs> It was just a dude in a suit. I just noticed the whole crowd just got up and stared at the entranceway for some reason. I wonder if they thought a like Flair was going to do a run-in. But I think that comes later, if I'm not mistaken. Woo! Spoilers. Woo! Are you being Zack Ryder? Woo-woo-woo? You know it, bro. You're not you when you're hungry. <laughs> um, so Earl Hebner on the count as Undertaker is choking the mouth out of uh, the Hulkster. I'm not sure brother. where he's putting pressure, but Hulk's had Hulk's been on the mat for a while. He's been having a lot of trouble. But Hulk's starting he's, to fire up he's now. He's starting to Hulk up. That one fan and the that one Hulkamaniac in the front row got him going. Feeding off your energy, brother. He's pulling the hand away. Undertaker unable to use his left arm. Kick to the gut. Another kick to the gut. Right to the eyes. Babyface style. <laughs> Hulkster in the front row cheering him on. What, wait, 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 Big hang on. shoulder tackle to the what wrong is, side. What is, what is a baby face style rake to the eyes? Is it just when you get cheered? It's, There's yes. the big leaping clothesline. Leaping clothesline. Hogan back down. Looks like he broke his neck and he's having a seizure. <laughs> what are you talking about? Hulk Hogan does not sell like that. He just he just shook. I he, mean, he, he the shook, shake but like. Undertaker's eyes. Look at those. Green eyes. I always thought he had like brown eyes, but I guess he has green eyes at this point, at least. Maybe he's wearing. Well, he's not wearing, he's wearing co- colored contacts. Not in 1991. I don't think those existed yet. They probably existed. They probably just hurt. Probably. They probably were just like pieces of real glass. That's that's what it was. Real oh, glass. Tucking the arm. Oh, I love the over the shoulder tombstone. Tombstone. It's so much more control. I'm surprised he didn't. Hogan no sells it right back up to his feet. Oh my god! Oh my god! It's the power. Undertaker doesn't know. Hogan firing up, blocks the big chop, punch to the face. A second one. Will we get a third? We will. Hogan off the ropes with the another punch to the face. (laughs) 
I don't want to. I don't want to sell that finisher that kid's got. I don't think it's uh it's appropriate. Like, oh my gosh, what a terrible like. Oh, take her down to one knee for the first time, if I'm not mistaken. I believe so. Yes, he's probably been all year. He's probably just been doing uh jo- just jobbing guys out on house shows. Probably. And here comes, here comes the aforementioned Ric Flair. It's the Nature Boy. In his one of a, his a big best body ropes. slam to the Undertaker, Hogan off the ropes, but the camera cuts away. Hogan now notices Flair. Nope, nope. He's distracted by Paul Barry. How Does do you not, not notice, notice Ric Flair? He is easiestly, easiestly, easily the flashiest. Now he's found him. Has he found him now? He's holding his world championship. Flair though. with the hands on the belt and a punch to Flair. Wow, what what a do you know this was going towards WrestleMania eight as the main event? What a missed opportunity there. They put uh Flair with Savage and Hogan with Sid. Oof. Undertaker off the ropes big and a, boot. now there's the big boot to the face. Up and goes for the leg drop on the completely wrong side so Paul Bear can grab his leg. Paul Bear on the apron now. Punch to the throat. Yep. Now Paul Bear wrapping up get Earl Hebner. Here comes the tombstone, and here comes Flair. Here comes Flair holding a chair. steel chair. Oh my God! No, this is barbaric. And a tombstone pile driver onto a steel chair. Couldn't happen to a better guy. Hogan might be dead. One, two, two gone. Three. The crowd. And we see our first Mark, who had his own <laughs> urn he brought to the show. We see the Smarks cheering for the Undertaker's win. The earliest known Smarks. What a bad time to be a Smark. Just so we're clear, The Undertaker in 1991 knocked off Hulk Hogan in a, at a pay-per-view one year after his debut. Can Hulk we just Hogan. talk about for a minute how freaking insane that is? Hulk Hogan, who had main evented six of the last seven WrestleManias, which were the first seven WrestleManias. And the only Hogan, Hogan trying to cut our audio so we can't talk about how he was beat by the one-year-in rookie. Brother, um, you notice that the only other big, pay- like, major pay-per-view loss that Hulk Hogan had to that point was at was against Ultimate Warrior in 90? Yep. yep. At WrestleMania? Like, that's not obvious. I don't think that's his only pay-per-view loss, but, like, this is still a really big deal. Hogan did not let the other guy go over, ever. That's true. There's a lot of and he is it dead. Must have, it must have taken. Yeah, he took a tombstone pile driver. This on is a steel the most chair. selling he's done in the entire match. I love how Patterson. I love the difference. Regular tombstone up in one second. Tombstone on a chair, dead. We wouldn't be seen for at least one more week. That's true. For Tuesday night in Texas. Is that the next? Uh, did we want to do one more Undertaker match? I would like to jump right to the next WrestleMania match because that's technically not a pay per view. This Tuesday in Texas? It's not a pay-per-view. Yeah, it was. It's totally not. Yeah, it was. It was their first Tuesday pay-per-view. I can't imagine why it didn't work. Well, Taboo Tuesday was the, the successor. Yeah, but this Tuesday in Texas is a pay-per-view. We have to do it. December 3rd, 1991, from the Freeman Coliseum in San Antonio, Texas. Oh, I don't want to go to the undisputed championship that is a different undertaker and a different hulk hogan so this brother. was this was late november this tuesday in texas is december so probably the closest set of pay-per-views at the at this t- time in wwef w wwef or wef wef 
Hogan's still selling. I'm trying to find this match, and I'm really struggling. Where is it? Well, first, we have to make sure. Oh, my God. There were eight dark matches for this Tuesday in Texas. I'm but, really uh, not able to find this right now. It should be in it should be in pay-per-views. Is it not? Well, I'm trying to find the actual match. It's it's Hogan and uh, Undertaker. That's Backlash 2002. <laughs> no, it's also this one. Survivor Series. Triple H, Kurt Angle. There's a lot in here <laughs> that doesn't make sense. The Undertaker with Paul. There it is. I found it. Okay, guys, Hogan Just opened so his clear, eyes. Hogan is... Hogan's opened his eyes, though. Hogan is selling like Steve Austin in 97. <laughs> but, like, after that match he's actually the, oh, selling. Yeah. As opposed to Austin, who was, Look like... Look at the kids. The kids are just devastated. It's an early Bailey fan right there. That's true. Hogan can't even By get up. By the way, this is a still a big deal. Hogan has to be helped to, like, sitting up. This never happens. People, people just... There are kids legitimately crying. People unsure of what's going to happen to their hero. All right, let's... um. We're at an hour. Do you want to do this Tuesday in Texas, or do you want to save that? I think we should. I think we should end it with Tuesday in Texas, and we'll pick up um, what would, it would be Royal Rumble would be the next match, unless he's in it. It's another Royal Rumble match that he because that's win. the one that Flair we should only wins. do one that he wins. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Which means we're gonna wait a while because that didn't happen <laughs> until 2007. Yeah. Um. Spoiler alert. Spoiler. So we're not gonna do one where he's just. In I it. think we should stop here. Let's let's wrap it up here. It's a short match. It's not that short. It's already not. It's already like we're an hour in. Okay. Okay. We can start here. We'll we'll pick up. Um. Maybe is next that Tony week. Schiavone? I don't think so. I don't think so either. It's definitely Pat Patterson in the weird weird shade of green. Who jacket. is that with the with the split hair back? Who's the agent? Who is that guy? Um, Who's the guy with the blonde hair? That's like he's losing the front of it, but it's splitting off to the back. The name is on the tip of my tongue. Who is that? If you if you know who that is, email us at over the barricade podcast at gmail.com. Was that Sapphire in the front row? <laughs> and we're back. We're back with Mean Gene Oakland. With a, with a disheveled Mean Gene Oakland. Not not sure this isn't what the, he just saw. This isn't the this isn't the what was the pay per view? It was a SummerSlam, wasn't it? That the thing fell on the fell down behind him. Like the set fell down behind him and he proceeded to curse wildly. That's true. Uh, it was a great botchamania moment. Uh, all right, so we're gonna wrap it up. Uh, we, if we go back and we do this any again here pretty soon, we will start with this Tuesday in Texas. This Tuesday, I will in Texas. add it to my watch list so we can go right to it. Good, we'll have it set up for next time, and we'll be back next Thursday with a regular episode of Over the Barricade podcast. Did anything happen this week that's worth pointing out very quickly? Um, Not I mean, really. I don't think we should put it on this show. All that happened was the the first quarter financials came out. We can talk about that next week. Uh, they're not going to change by then. Um, Probably not. Hopefully. <laughs> it is a publicly traded company, so they shouldn't. Um, we had taped Raw and SmackDown from the O2 Arena in London, England. Uh, SmackDown's rating was lower than usual, but not as bad. Raw's rating, really bad. Really not a good sign. Um, but nothing, I mean, we're, we're six days away, or Raw was six... 
days away or something. This Sunday is backlash. Is no, it's not. It's not. No, okay. backlash is the twenty first. Okay, so we have so a whole other week of builds. Yeah, so. next week is the go home shows. Yeah, so next week we'll have show because there's about. no Raw shows on backlash, just SmackDown on Payback. And no SmackDown guys beat Raw guys on Payback, even Randy Orton. Oi. All right, um, that'll do it for us. Uh, you can find him on uh, Instagram and Twitter. And Snapchat. And Snapchat, at Lee Brando underscore. That's you correct. Can, you can find him on Facebook. Just search for Lee Brando. He's the wrestler one. The uh, real wrestler one, not the fake wrestler one. Yeah, that one. The real fake wrestler one. No idea. You can find us uh, on Twitter, at Barricade Show, uh, Facebook.com slash Barricade Show soundcloud.com slash barricade show just search over the barricade podcast on itunes and google play uh let us know what you thought about this we really do want to know because whether i want to keep doing it i don't have a problem i'll do them by myself i don't care good luck (laughs) um of course i don't have any equipment or know-how it's literally just it's literally just you recording on your phone That's and like true. playing it to yourself because you don't have in like the, a noisy subway train or something or noisy subway sandwich just show. in public yeah just just in public um that'll do it for us this week we will see you next week um again let us know if you like this idea we can always make tweaks to it and we can make it so that people like it or we can just yeah. keep doing it because it's really for us and well, i think we covered the first couple of minutes, we did three, right? We basically covered his first full year. His first full year, and I think people know that one pretty well. But I think we'll get it, we're going to start getting into some territory that hasn't been revisited in a while. Yeah, something like that. Um, so thank you for listening to every Undertaker pay-per-view match part one of, I don't know, part one of Rest in Peace. Well, we need... Uh, what if I just called it part one of Rest in Peace? Every Undertaker pay-per-view match, part one of Rest in Peace. That's the name. <laughs> that's a long name. I guess it doesn't matter. Um, all right, that's it for us. Uh, go listen to the other episodes. Let us know what you think and uh, connect with us. Uh, bye, I suppose. Rest in peace.